Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zaluski. This is a condo market analysis. This is where I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you some statistical uh, analysis as to what's going on in a particular market. For this particular episode, we're going to focus on Broward County. Broward County is the county located in the uh, middle of the Tri-County area, which is Miami-Dade to the south, Broward County in the center, and Palm Beach County to the north. Overall, the Tri-County area has about three, uh, excuse me, about 6.1 or so million people, of which about 2 million people are going to be located in Broward County. So for this particular podcast, I will get into the condo market. I'll get into the luxury condo market. I'm going to get into the distressed condo market as well as the rental condo market. Um, whole segment should, or the whole uh, podcast should take roughly about a half an hour or so. I'll give it a dedicated segment per podcast. want to let you know, though, the source for all the data I'm going to be pulling. This is the Southeast Florida MLS Matrix. This is effectively the database that realtors use uh, when trying to sell or uh, rent out properties. Now, just so everybody is clear, in order to sell real estate in the state of Florida on behalf of someone else and collect a commission, you need to get a real estate license. Now, if you have a license and you decide you want to join a club, which is called the Realtor Association, for that $1,000 a year, whatever the figure is, to go ahead and join the club, you get access effectively to the database. Database is where the properties are made available. It's where a lot of information about a market is uh, shown. But it's not all of the properties that are for sale and everything that trades. For that, uh, in order to run down that number, you're going to go ahead and need to use government records. So I'll get into some of that as we go ahead and we do this podcast, but I just want to lay that out for everybody. Um, if you are not yet a subscriber to the Condo Vultures podcast, I encourage you to do so wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. If you like what we're doing, please go ahead and give us a comment. Uh, we're always uh, happy to, to hear and see that. And then finally, if you want to send us any comments in terms of suggestions, questions, uh, complaints, criticisms, uh, compliments, uh, you know, send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first commercial break. And when I come back from the break, we're going to get into what's going on in the condo market. So fasten that seatbelt, lean back, and get ready to learn all about Broward County's condo market. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of greater downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north to Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County, South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condo Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condo Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condo Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website CondoVulturesRealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. This is the segment where I'm going to focus on the condo market in Broward County. This is going to be all of the entire county, which effectively is going to go from the uh, Atlantic Ocean west to the Everglades, and then from um, Palm Beach County line south to the Miami-Dade County line. Now, before I get into uh, some of the statistics related to the condo market, let me just give you a little bit of background about Broward County. Um, and this is coming from Wikipedia. In 1915, Palm Beach County to the north and Dade County to the south contributed nearly equal portions of land to create Broward County. So that's how Broward County was created. It was basically taking uh, the northern part of Dade and the southern part of Palm Beach and go ahead. Lo and behold, you have a brand new county. Now, what is Broward named after? It's named after a former governor of Florida, Napoleon Bonaparte Broward. And what was he known for? He was known for effectively championing the idea of draining the Everglades 
and trying to turn it into, in air quotes, useful land. So a lot of effectively Broward County was Everglades and it was drained. It was reclaimed and, and all lo and behold, uh, uh, real estate development and uh, building occurred on that. What's sort of interesting, if uh, you've never been to South Florida or if you have been to South Florida, I'd encourage you to head out to Weston. And when you get to Weston, it's right on the edge of the Everglades to the point where you will be in a brand new community that's fully developed, high-end, state-of-the-art everything. You will cross the street, and when you cross that street, on the other side is the Everglades and alligators. That's how dramatic it sort of is. And for what it's worth, uh, there's something down here in South Florida called an urban development boundary line. It's It's an arbitrary line that's created by the government that says on one side you can build, on the other side you can't. And you go out to a place called Weston, and it's a city, it's a municipality within Broward County. You can see a real clear example of what that is. So um, all that being said, let's go ahead and let's get into the condo market in Broward County. Now, when I'm talking condos, I'm talking about everything. Anything that might have been available, over 55 community, uh, uh, brand new, luxury, high-end, any and all of the above on all sides of 95, whether it's Eastern 95 and it's coastal product and high-end, or it's Western 95 and it's more working class type of stuff. This is what we're going to be talking about. And again, uh, the source of all the data is the Southeast Florida MLS matrix. So here's what we got. Currently in Broward County, just over 6,350 condos are for sale. 6,350. How, uh, how many traded in the first six months of the year, which is January through June? Keeping in mind, January and February, uh, we're, uh, we were still in the peak months. Uh, we had the winter. Uh, weather was nice down here. Everybody was coming from up north or, or in Europe, um, coming into uh, descending on South Florida, doing a variety of different things. And then March, suddenly COVID hit. And then we got April, May, June, effectively of all COVID in lockdown. So it's a really good perspective, I think. So again, 6,350 is the number of units for sale. How many traded for six months of the year? 4,830, 4,830. So you do some rough math. You take the 4,830 that traded in six months. That gives you an average of 805 units trading each and every month in Broward County, whether you're in the boom time of January, February, and or uh, you are in the pandemic. Now, if we take that uh, number of units, 805 that trade per month, we divide into what's available, just to over 63.50, we come up with about uh, just under eight months of supply, eight months of supply. Generally speaking, equilibrium is six months. So anything less than six months, the seller has the advantage because there's nothing to choose from. Anything more than six months, you start to get the buyer having the advantage because there starts to be uh, excess supply that's out there and available. So right now, Broward County sitting at about eight months of supply or so. Is it problematic? No. Is it something to keep an eye on? Yes. Absolutely, positively, yes to keep an eye on. Now, these condos that are for sale, um, what are they priced for? So the average price of a unit uh, per door or per unit is going to come in at 411669 bucks. So roughly 411700 411700 is the average asking price. The units that traded for six months a year, what they trade for? Well, you might be surprised to hear they traded for 221600 221,600. So they're asking for 11,700 and they're getting 221,600. That's about an 86% spread, meaning the asking price is 86% higher than what the average transaction price is. Now, um, generally speaking, I would tell you when you start to see a difference between the asking price and the average transaction price in a building or in a market of about 20%, that tends to be when you start to see some activity. And typically, uh, a deal gets done between 8 and 12% difference between what is being asked and what the average transaction price works uh, tends to work out to. So that's a price per door basis. Let's talk about a price per square foot basis. I'm a big believer that price per square foot is much more reflective of a marketplace rather than a price per door. Why? Because 
It's the same way you go out and you buy gasoline. If you're in a car, you're driving to an intersection, you get four gas stations. Chances are, unless you really love a particular gas station brand or there's something inside you want to get, you're probably going for the cheapest gas. So when you look at the uh, condos as commodities rather than something special, which I don't really think they are because effectively it's all the same. It's just, They tend to be stacked. Now, granted, you know, when you get into Western Broward County, you might get some uh, communities that are made up of two and three-story buildings scattered around some swimming pools and some, some surface parking lots. But generally speaking, when you talk about a vertical bu- building, they all tend to be the same. So I'm a believer, use price per square foot, do not use price per door. Price per door can um, it can be a little bit misleading because you're not getting a true sense of what the real pricing is going to be versus price per square foot. You do get a true sense. And if there's a unit that's inferior or superior, you simply make an addition or a subtraction based on what the price per square foot basis to reflect that uh, that, uh, uh, that that unit that's superior or inferior. So what's the average ask per square foot in Broward County for a condo? 290 a foot, 290. What's the average transaction price for six months of the year? About $177 a foot, 177 a foot. What's the spread? 64% difference. Again, 20% it gets interesting, 8 to 12% we tend to get deals done. Now finally, days on market. The average condo in Broward County that's for sale, um, uh, according to the multiple listing service, it's been on the market for 153 days, 153. And the units that trade, how long does it take them to trade for six months a year? They trade in 82 days, half the time. Now, why did they trade so quickly? Because they were appropriately priced. If the units are appropriately priced, they trade. If they're not appropriately priced, they do not trade and they languish on the market. And ultimately, as time goes forward, then if you were a listing agent and you had that listing and you wasted a bunch of time showing it, chances are you're gonna lose the listing. Somebody else will come in, take your position, take that listing, convince the seller to uh, price the property more appropriately and then probably get the deal done. So that being said, um, that's some perspective about the Broward County condo market. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a commercial break. On the other side break, I'm going to get into the luxury condo market. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos analyzing the opportunities and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com or call 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. First segment, we talked about the condo market in Broward County. Now let's talk about the luxury condo market in Broward County. And for luxury, we simply define that as a property that is uh, listed for a price of at least a million dollars, seven figures. If it's a million dollars or more, it's luxury. If it's under a million dollars at $999,999, it's not luxury. That's the way we do it. Why do we do it that way? Because realtors who are listing their property and developers who are selling their properties and, and owners, they all think they have luxury there's real no clear definition of what's luxurious, what's not luxurious. So we simply go by a dollar figure. Million dollars or more, it's luxurious. Under a million dollars, it's not luxurious. So before I get into luxury, let me give you one tidbit about Broward County. This again is gonna come from Wikipedia. Uh, Broward County, 1925 was considered the peak of the Florida land boom with Davy, Deerfield, Florinata, and Hollywood all being incorporated. By 1925, the boom was considered to have reached its peak, but the 1926 Miami hurricane caused economic depression in the county. In 1926, the Hollywood Seminole Indian Reservation, formerly known as Dania Reservation, was opened. 1926, it opened, same year as the uh, the Great Miami Hurricane. And then finally in 1927, Florida uh, Lauderdale by the Sea was incorporated. A year later, 1928, 
Mabel Harbor, now known as uh, Port Everglades Channel, was opened in 1929. The Merle Fogg Airport, now known as the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport, was dedicated. 1939, Hillsborough Beach was incorporated. And finally, Gulfstream Park was opened in Hellendale in 1939. So you can see between the 20s and the 30s, quite a lot went on in Broward County. Broward County, again, located in between Dade and uh, Palm Beach and an integral part of what is comprised of South Florida. Now, let's go back to the luxury condo market. In the luxury condo market in Broward County, you have 464 units for sale. And again, luxury means listed price of at least a million dollars for six months of the year, January through June, 103 units traded, 103 units. We do some rough math. We take the 103 units that traded for six months of the year, and we come up with an average of 17.2 units trading per month. Now that's 17.2 units trading per month, the absorption, if you will, you divide that into uh, what's available for sale, 464, you come up with about 27 months of supply, 27 months of supply. Now, equal equilibrium is six months, less than six months is a seller advantage, more than six months is a buyer's advantage. When we get in the luxury, some realtors push back and they say, listen, it's not six months, it's 12 months, it's 18 months. Uh, luxury is luxury, and if you have more money than God, you don't need to sell, you only sell when you want to, you only buy when you want to. Yada, 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 whatever it is. Regardless of the point, um, they say, uh, some realtors say 12 months or 18 months is, is um, necessary in equilibrium for luxury. In the case of Broward County, we're looking at 27 months. So basically, it is a buyer's market in Broward County for luxury units. Now, those units that are for sale. Now, this is a price per door basis. Price per door, the average asking price is just under $2.2 million per unit for luxury in Broward County. Units that traded for six months a year, what they trade for? Traded about $1.8 million, $1.8 million. So we're looking at about a 22% spread, 22% spread. Why is that important? Because I keep telling you 20% or so is when you start to get activity. 8 to 12% difference is when you tend to get a transaction. You can see these places are being priced, at least on a price per door basis, they're priced to sort of get some activity and get some uh, deals moving. So that's an encouraging sign in terms of uh, where that market might be headed. Now, on a price per square foot basis, and again, I'm a believer in price per square foot, more so than price per door. I think price per square foot is much more reflective of what's really going on in the marketplace, and you can either uh, add to or subtract from whatever price you want to pay based on whether a unit is inferior or superior. So what's the average asking price uh, for luxury unit in Broward County? 779 bucks a foot, 779. What do the units trade for for six months of the year? 632 a foot. What's the spread? 23%. So it's right there. Places are being appropriately priced so they can transact. Why? Because you got 27 months of supply. Well, now, while it's not a dramatic number like we saw in parts of Dade County, it is still over and above uh, what a healthy market should be. And therefore, you seem to have some uh, more uh, clarity and realistic expectations by sellers in Broward County. So that is encouraging in terms of on the luxury side. Now, days on market, the average condo that's been on the market in Broward County, which is luxury, Average luxury condo on the market in Broward County has been on the market an average of 218 days, 218 units that traded in the first six months of the year. How long did it take them? 179 days. So just under six months, it took them effectively to trade. Uh, those units that have not yet traded, they've been on the market a little bit over uh, 218 days. So uh, price appropriately, units should trade even with a downturn. So that is the luxury condo market in Broward County. We're going to take a commercial break and then we'll get into the distressed condo market. Challenging times for real estate calls for experts that help you to navigate the new normal in the process of buying or selling property in South Florida. At CBR Realty, we listen carefully and advise based on stats, local knowledge, and experience. 
For more information, call us at 305-865-5859 or visit our website, cbrrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We talked about the condo market in Broward County. We talked about the luxury condo market in Broward County. Now we're going to talk about the distress condo market in Broward County. But before we do, let me give you just a little tidbit about Broward County. Again, it's a county located between Dade County to the south and um, uh, Palm Beach County to the north. And the three counties together, they comprise what's known as South Florida. Now, um, historical population data. And the source on this is Wikipedia. If you go ahead and you look, Broward County back in 1920, 5,100 residents by 1930, 20,000 residents. You got to the 40s, 40,000 residents. You got to the 50s, 84,000 residents. You got to the 60s. 334,000 residents. You can see rapid growth, 70, 620,000. 80s, 1 million people lived in Broward County. 90s, 1.3 million. 2000, 1.6 million. 2010, 7, 1.7 million. And then finally in 2019, the estimated population of Broward County was just under 2 million people living in Broward County. And again, Tri-County area represents somewhere in the ballpark of about 6 million people or so people or so in Broward County represents effectively a third of it. Palm Beach County is going to represent uh, less than that. And Palm Beach and Miami-Dade County represent more than a third. So that's kind of how it breaks down. But that's that little uh, tidbit about Broward County. Now let's get into this stress. Now, when we talk about the stress condo market and anybody talks about the stress uh, condo market, effectively, you need to know there's two phases to it. So the first phase is known as the short sale. The second phase is known as the bank owned or the REO, the real estate owned. So bank owned, REO, real estate owned. That is when a bank takes title to a property because they were forced to foreclose on it. Now, before a bank actually takes title to a property, a seller might try to sell that property at a price that's probably less than what is owed uh, to the bank, the mortgage, less less than the mortgage amount, or it's short of the mortgage amount, that's called a short sale. In order for that to happen, a owner or seller will go ahead, try to bring in a buyer, they'll uh, reach a deal on a price, they will then approach the bank and say, bank, listen, uh, the owner owes this on the mortgage, the property is not worth it because the market has changed, therefore, this buyer will come in, pay a certain amount, and that amount, while it's short of what the mortgage amount is, it's, it's, it's cool and it works for the seller and lender. Will you go ahead and accept that? And why would a lender even consider accepting that? Basically, they can save at least nine to 12 months in foreclosure process, as well as costs associated with the court process, as well as any kind of damage, avoid any kind of damage that might occur. Sometimes when people are getting foreclosed, what they do is they go ahead, they damage uh, a property, they, they rip stuff out, they sell it, they pawn it, they do a whole variety of different things. So short sale is a kind of an, uh, a, a nice way to hand a property back to a lender. Typically a lender, in order to get a deal done, they're gonna have to go ahead and take a little bit of a haircut. So that is your short sale. Now, lo and behold, if a property does go through the foreclosure process nine to 12 months later and thousands of dollars uh, in court proceedings later, uh, it becomes bank owned or REO, and then a bank will turn around and take it to market and try to sell it. So those two together, short sale, again, uh, selling it before it gets foreclosed, and REO, which is a foreclosure, that is what represents the distressed condo market in, um, uh, in general. So let me tell you what we got going on in Broward County and on the short sale side. And again, these, these are the properties where uh, the seller thinks the property will trade for less than what the mortgage amount is. 
and the seller's gonna try to bring in that buyer and convince the lender to take, take that and avoid the foreclosure process, which is thousands of dollars in fees, as well as nine to 12 months in process, if not longer. So, Broward County uh, short sales, 33 properties are available for short sale. First six months of the year, January through June, 21 traded, 21 traded. And overall, what does that work out to? It's about three and a half short sales are trading every month in the first uh, six months of the year. So we got about 9.4 months of supply of short sales, 9.4 months of supply of short sales. Now, when you get into stress, I wouldn't really read too much into uh, the supply simply because um, at least on the bank owned, the bank controls how much they're going to put out there. They tend to maintain it and withhold it so they can kind of uh, juice the prices, if you will. Now, on the short sale side, these are people who are anticipating something coming down the pike and they're trying to get ahead of the problem, if you will, and try to resolve it. So that being said, on the short sale side, uh, average asking price for a short sale, 178500 bucks. 178500 rounded. And the units that traded for six months of the year, they traded for 124230 bucks. 124 230s is what they traded for. We got a difference of about 44% between the asking price and the transaction price. And again, typically uh, 20% is when you see activity, 8 to 12% is when you see a deal happen. Now, on a price per square foot basis, and again, this is much more, in my opinion, much more reflective of what's going on uh, when you're going ahead and trying to buy a condo, which I consider to be a commodity. Uh, same way you buy gasoline, how much is it per gallon? That's the way you should buy condos. I would encourage you to do so at least. Realtors who are selling stuff, they're going to tell you, no, go buy price per door. The problem with price per door is it, it, it gives the seller the opportunity to go ahead and sort of mm, polish the numbers a little bit so it doesn't necessarily play out apples to apples. But that's my perspective. So price per square foot, uh, average asking price on a short sale, $177 a foot. $177 a foot, what do units trade for for six months of the year? $130 a foot, $130 a foot. So we have a uh, difference in terms of the asking price versus the transaction price, about 36%, 36%. And again, 20% is when you get activity, eight to 12% you get a transaction. Now those units that are uh, that are available from uh, on the market to short sales, how long have they been on the market on average? 136 days, 136. Units that traded, how long did it take them to trade? 143 days. So what that means is this crop of short sales that are currently out there, uh, chances are in the next week or two, they basically should be going under contract if they're priced appropriately according to the data. So that is the short sale side. Now let's talk about the REO side. And again, REO is real estate owned. Again, it's a category that banks use once they take title to a property. Now on the REO side, 45 condos are bank owned in Broward County and for sale. For six months of the year, 130 traded, 130. If we take that 130 that traded in the first six months of the year, uh, divided by six months in the first six months of the year, we come up with 22 units trading a month. Just under that, we divide that 22 units a month into uh, 45 that are for sale. We're looking at 2.1 months of supply. And what is that? That means that's uh, a seller's market. Now, why is that a seller's market? Because the banks know what they're doing. They're releasing only enough products so they can juice the prices. They can get a higher price than they would uh, be able to achieve otherwise if they were just to take everything to market at one time. This is just the way it's done. It's releasing, it's a controlled release, if you will. Now, on the price per uh, uh, door basis, what are the places priced at? Well, all the bank-owned condos, on average, they're priced in Broward County at $265,600, roughly, just under, just under. 265600 Now the units that traded, what did they trade for? Well, they traded for 145300 145300 83% spread. Now, the, why is there an 83% spread? Well, because the banks are withholding the REOs and they're releasing them at such a slow pace. Therefore, anybody who wants distress 
is going to probably have to pay more than if everything was released in the market at the same time. Hence, the 83% spread in terms of the asking price versus the average transaction price. Now, price per square foot basis, what's the average asking price per foot for a REO condo in Broward County? 198 a foot. 198 a foot. Those units that traded for six months a year, they traded for 129 a foot. We got a 54% difference, 54% difference between the asking price and the average transaction price. And again, 20% is what you look for, 8 to 12%, you get some activity. Now, finally, days on market, uh, average number of days on market for those bank-owned condos in Broward County, 88 days, 88 days. The units that traded, how long did it take them to move? 67 days, 67. So what does that mean? That means uh, places aren't appropriately priced. They languish on the market. Those that are appropriately priced, they trade. And at some point, if the seller's not able to achieve what they want, they can do one of two things. They can cut the price or they effectively can uh, withdraw from the market if they just don't want to leave it on the market. So that is the uh, REO side of it. Now, let me tell you in general, in general in Broward County for the distressed market, you had 151 transactions in the first six months of the year. And uh, that works out to just uh, roughly 25 units a month. And you have 78 units for sale, combined 78 units. Now, if we take that 25 units that trade per month, we divide it into 78 that's for sale, what do we work out with? Three months of supply. So it's clearly a seller's market from a distressed perspective. And that should not surprise anyone simply because the banks, if they are owning the bank-owned properties, they're going to release it at such a point where they can go ahead and they can maximize the price. So that being said, let's go ahead and we'll take a commercial break and then we're going to get into the rental market of Broward County. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of Greater Downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north to Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condo Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condo Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condo Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We're going to talk about the rental market in Broward County um, in this particular segment. We've already talked about the condo market. We talked about the luxury condo market. And we talked about the distress market. Now, before we get into the rental market, let me give you one little more tidbit about Broward County. And I th find this kind of interesting. So this is going to come from Wikipedia. From 1948 to 1988, the county went Republican in every election except 1976. Except 1976. Um, Broward County... In, uh, since 1992, however, has supported the Democratic presidential nominee by increasing majorities. It's now the most reliably Democratic county in the state of Florida, uh, with the exception of a small little county up in North Florida. This change in voting tendencies in Broward County can be attributed to large migrations of middle and upper class snowbirds and transplants from more liberal states, a growing LGBT community liberal positions on social issues such as abortion and gun control, and naturalized U.S. citizens born in places such as Latin America, the Caribbean, Canada, Europe, and Asia. So that's an interesting point. Broward County is really it tends to go Democrat versus Palm Beach County, where President Trump has his Mar-a-Lago, as well as Dade County, which tends to be a lot of uh, Republicans. So Palm Beach and Broward tend to go, uh, Palm Beach and Dade tend to go Republican. Broward County tends to go Democrat. So throwing it out there as we are two weeks away from presidential election, just a little tidbit about Broward County. Now, let's talk about the rental market. Now, 
As we get into the rental market, I want to lay out just a couple points. Uh, one, first and foremost, rental data is sketchy. It is not precise. It is not uh, inclusive. It is just simply an idea of what's going on in a marketplace. Why is that idea important? Well, it's important because many people buy their places and while they might want to live in there full time, chances are some of them are going to want to try to rent it. So if you're going to buy and pay a price for a particular property, you need to know how much you can rent for because the rent ultimately will justify the price you're paying. Because worst case scenario, you can't live in there and you need to rent it. You need to make sure you can cover your monthly cost. Otherwise, it's probably not, you know, it's not an investment. It's more like a hobby if you will. So we're going to get into the rental data now. Let me spell out on the rental data side. Uh, first and foremost, if you are looking at rental data and all our data is going to come from the Southeast Florida MLS matrix, um, uh, when you look at data, do not use average. All the data I've given you up to this point has been average. For this, rely on median. And why do I rely on median? Median is right in the middle. And the reason I'm doing that is that the rental data will include daily rentals, weekly rentals, monthly rentals, annual rentals, furnished, unfurnished, just a whole variety and rather than try to figure it out and slice and dice and do all this type of stuff, it's just too complicated. It's too convoluted. So just use median. That'll save you a lot of headache. Um, also, to keep in mind when you're looking at rental data, understand that rental data is those units that are being uh, uh, offered by a realtor where a commission is going to be paid. And because a commission is going to be paid, the property is then put in the multiple listing service. Multiple listing service is uh, uh, effectively the amenity that's offered to somebody who has a real estate license who joins a real estate association. They pay the thousand bucks a year in return, they're able to go ahead and use this database. Just like a golfer will join a country club and therefore get to play a course, a real estate uh, licensee will go ahead, join a realtor association and be able to use the MLS. So. The MLS is where I'm going to be getting this data from. But keep in mind, this does not reflect all of the rental market. And what do I mean by that? Well, generally speaking, when you get into the rental game, um, uh, the commissions that's going to be uh, uh, offered is going to be about 10% of the gross annual rent. That just tends to be, and people can negotiate whatever they want, but 10%, it's kind of a good rule of thumb. And what does that 10% mean? That means if you have uh, $1,000 a month rent and you have 12 months in a year, for a lease, therefore it's $12,000. 10% of that will be $1,200 in commission. Now that 12%, uh, uh, that 10% commission or $1,200 will be divided by two. One side will go, half of it will go to the tenant's realtor and half of it will go to the landlord's realtor. So that $1,200 per unit effectively gets carved out and the landlord has to deal with the remaining money. Now, if you are a, um, a corporate owner and you own a 300 unit complex, 200 unit complex, maybe it's in Flagler Village in downtown Fort Lauderdale or Taunton Plantation or it's anywhere else. Do you really want to go ahead and pay a 10% commission on 300 units annually? Or would you rather take some of that money, a portion of it, go ahead and hire a couple people, one or two people, give them 35 to 40 grand, some health insurance maybe, and let them sit in a leasing office and have them handle it. And therefore, you're able to save all of the money that's associated with not having to pay a real estate commission. The problem is if you go ahead and you do that, um, because no commission's offered, it will not be added to the multiple listing service. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you see a sign in front of a building that says for lease, move in special, anything like that, chances are it's corporate owned and chances are it's not reflected in the MLS data. And the MLS data is what I'm going to give you. Now, depending on which market you're in, it could represent as much as half of the marketplace. Other markets, it might represent just a small fraction. So it's just kind of across the board, which is why I'm telling you, when you look at rental data in South Florida, it's effectively the equivalent of licking your finger, holding it up and trying to figure out which way the wind is blowing. But that being said, at least this gives us something to sort of um, uh, consider and contemplate. But do your homework before you make any conclusion on this. Now, for this particular rental data, um, what do we got going on? Well, we have uh, 
just about 4,650 properties are currently available for rent in Broward County, 4,650. First six months of the year, how many were leased? Just about 8,965, 8,695. So what does that mean? Well, you're getting about 1,494 units a month are renting, 1,494. We take that 1,494 a month, that rent, we divide it into what's available, the 4,650. What do we come up with? Six months of supply. So that means on the listed property, it is a landlord's market, landlord's market. The problem is, is there's a bunch of corporate owned properties. If you drive out west and you drive around Flagwood Village, you're going to see four move-in specials and signs held out in front. These are the corporate properties, which again, are not reflected in this particular data that I'm showing you. And what that number is and what that figure is, nobody knows. That's part of what's called shadow inventory. Now, in terms of pricing, remember I told you, don't use average, use median. Median's the number right in the middle. Why do you do that? Because you have daily rentals, you have weekly rentals, you have monthly rentals, you have annual rentals, furnished, unfurnished, yada, 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 yada. So just use median. So what do we got on a price per month basis in terms of uh, median pricing? Every, or excuse me, the median asking price, $18.95 a unit per month, $18.95. What's actually achieved? $1,500 on a median basis, $1,500. What's the spread? 26%. 26% difference between what they're asking and what they're achieving. Eh, you know, 20%, generally speaking, it gets interesting. 8 to 12%, you, you'll see a deal, generally speaking, as a rule of thumb. Now, on a price per foot basis, monthly, what is the median asking price? 186 a foot. 186 a foot per month is what landlords are asking, median basis. What are they achieving? They're achieving 152 a month, 152 a month. What's the spread there? 22% difference. What does that mean? Well, what that means is the pricing is very close to kind of where you should get some activity. Hence the fact you got three months of supply. So now let's finally, let's talk about days on market. The units that are uh, on the market today in Broward County, they've been on the market a median basis 48 days. The ones that have rented, how long did it take them to rent? 43 days. So you can see some of them are not yet rented. Maybe they're a little slightly higher, but they're not really that far off. So I would anticipate that the rental market should uh, remain relatively strong for Broward County, at least for the foreseeable future. In terms of those that are listed, what's going on in the corporate-owned stuff where there's 300 units and there's big signs in front saying move-in special, we'll give you two free months of rent, stuff like that. Nobody really knows because no one's going out and really sort of collecting it all. So that is the rental market in um, uh, Broward County. Now I want to tell you, if you want to see any of the data, you want to see the actual spreadsheets, you want to see any of the charts that have been created, go to condovulturesrealty.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page. You're going to go past the video. You're going to go past some property listings. You'll see a series of reports that I put up and you will see all of the different uh, uh, reports that I've published as well as the data that's associated with it. So that is a Broward County condo market as well as the rental market. Um, if you like what we're doing, please go ahead and uh, give us a rating. Uh, if you have not yet a subscriber, we'd encourage you to go ahead and subscribe and um, you know spread the word about what we're doing. And if you have any comments for us, you have a compliment, a complaint, a question, um, uh, criticism, any and all of the above we want to hear from you, send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. I definitely enjoy bringing it to you. I'm Peter Zalewski. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and ciao, ciao.